0: In this episode of Season 1, we explain why we studied abroad and talk about what came with the decision to pursue graduate studies outside of our home countries. Hey everyone, welcome back to Endless Possibilities. Aiza, do you mind sharing with us your side of the story for both Master's and PhD? Yeah, so actually for Master's, I maybe for those who have listened in a previous episode, it was an opportunity that was presented to me. It was not an opportunity that I seeked. So the thing about going abroad was the same it was an opportunity that came to my life so it was something that was already laid out that it i will be going abroad but then for phd it was really a conscious decision to choose to study abroad and i specifically chose to go abroad number one because there was no i mean there are already environmental studies in the philippines but I was interested when I read about our university and it said that environmental engineering pioneered in Japan. That was my biggest um trigger why I really pursued to go to Japan. And another thing is in terms of the equipment that uh, the equipment and the technology that is available abroad compared to the Philippines. There's a very big um Gap between the the advancement of technologies and the equipments available in order for us to develop our studies. Yeah, so that's why abroad was the best choice for my case. Yeah, and how about you? For my case, uh, especially for masters, I already mentioned that I really wanted to have uh, international uh, experience, academic experience, so I pursued that. Even though I initially did not plan to do it in China, uh, my first priorities were different, but at the same time, the first opportunity or the more viable opportunity that uh, came to be was for China and I took it. Uh, for PhD also, I it was something that I really wanted to do and um, especially for my field that is is mostly similar to you not only environmental studies uh, mm. are pioneered were pioneered in japan but specifically solid waste management not necessarily uh, pioneered in japan but it's a very strong um, uh, country field. yeah field uh, in japan so I was very attracted to that factor mm, yeah that mm-hmm. that were the main reasons and then for, for me, added to that is um, the fact that there are, or when I left for master's, there were no, oh, at least to my knowledge, uh, no uh, master's programs in environmental engineering. And going into that, so what are some advantages that you can see of your, your experience studying abroad? and of course some disadvantages of that yeah i think um let's go to the advantage first so right off the bat as i've said technology and availability of equipment, availability of materials it was much much easier abroad and compared at least compared to philippines so this is true for my masters and for my phd so just um, just to give a little bit of a context to my point of view. So my masters, I was actually doing wet experiments. And when I was bat- doing my bachelor here in the Philippines, and, and I think I could also say for my friends who are studying masters, if we are doing wet experiments in the Philippines, we our materials for these wet experiments are very much limited. And if not, some are not available. Whereas when I was in Korea, my professors and my lab mates could easily order these chemical, these apparatus today, and they would just easily come delivered the next day. So the availability of all these resources was just simply astonishing for me, at least in my eyes, as a person coming from a third world country. Yeah, and for Japan also, I was not doing wet experiments anymore at that time. But then when I arrived in the lab, everything was already prepared. Like my table, my computer, everything was already laid out. And software, everything is provided by the lab already. Even the simple things like licenses of your computer, licenses of the word processors, like Microsoft, for example, or Windows, or for Mac everything is ready so how about you what advantages that you can think of? I'm sure a lot as well quite a lot but uh since you already pointed out the uh, similar ones I will add that in my specific case since I don't come from a, a native uh, English speaking country um uh, mm-hmm. having Uh, the opportunity to do a program in a different language than my own, not even English, but just the opportunity to be uh, in another country using a different language than my native language uh, was attractive because it's an added point to your CV, to your profile. So I think it it was an advantage that, specifically for English, it was an advantage for my case because you will be studying researching so you have to have a very high level or at the end you will be acquiring also not only the scientific part but also the language skills part right yeah. right right and then another advantage that i can think about uh for especially for doctor is very similar but it's, to yours but in my field so for example mm. for solid waste management i was uh, with field works because i did not have uh, wet experience we did not have a lab uh, uh, setting that we were talk we will um, dealing with instruments but for example i was uh, exposed to many field work um, uh, opportunities for example to go to sanitary landfills to go to incinerators so uh, Japan is a country that um most of the um, solid waste systems that I was studying I was reading about they already exist there and i uh, I was able to see them for myself see how they work and it was a very good exposure for for me so in China also I had the opportunity to go to a few uh field work uh not field work to a few a few facilities yeah yeah. yes to a few facilities related to my field so that comparing with the with the context or the situation in mozambique they simply do not exist or they are not as accessible for students now that you mentioned about our the specialty in japan with our lab and our professors i also want to add that in terms of the level of expertise of the people at least of the scientists and the professors in Japan is I'm sorry to say this for um, comparing to Philippines but Japanese professors and scientists and the university itself is the expertise is just very very wide and very very varied so for example even undergraduate students in our university in Japan they could already specialized into topics for their thesis whereas in the philippines because i mentioned this one as well in the previous episode we have um, like a shortage of phd people so if for example you want this topic as a thesis but then there's no specific person that could that has a very this very specific expertise then you get an advisor that is a bit closer to that expertise but in Japan, the, we they don't have that much problem because there will be a person who can who is an expert in that very specific field. And I think that's also a big advantage. And even within the lab, right? Because within the lab, we have three diff. some have three professors, some have two professors, and each of these professors, even though they're in the same lab, there's a general umbrella that they specialize, but then different research focus. For example, yeah, that the part of specializing and focusing on a very specific field such that they are very they become experts in that very specific topic is is very valuable, I think yeah I think it's the same situation not only in Japan but uh, I believe you can confirm in Korea and also I found the same in China same situation, and I also think it's fair for you. Because it's actually the reality. In Mozambique or the Philippines, the level of expertise is different yeah. than, than the countries that we did our graduate studies. Not So it's also connected with the uh, economic status of the countries or the level of development yeah. and also the, the history of education of each country. So they yeah. have long years of uh, academic or university development so it's quite understandable but it's, it's difficult it, it's, a, it's not an ideal situation but it's also understandable that countries like Japan and China and Korea have a little yeah, bit yeah. of advantage in terms of mm-hmm. education system yeah. and also I just want to add because you mentioned about the language thing so maybe we could say right that that's the non-academic part that we gain from living abroad so I, I was talking to a friend a colleague actually yesterday and we were talking about her experience while she was in France and she was she did her PhD in France as well and then I was also sharing my experience um, living abroad and she mentioned this one and with to which I also agree that there was a very big personal growth you're away from the family so you live alone although some could have housemates like i did i had the housemates when i was when i was in phd but technically you are living alone in a foreign country so you can really grow up in a sense that you everything everything will just depend on yourself so if you want to make your life right then you are the ones who can only make that choice and it's like even the mental development. You you mature and you try to make mature decisions as much as possible. And these many things that you take you took for granted when you were still in your home country, and then you realize that when you are already abroad, even paying bills. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you learn to be responsible. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. You have to pay the rent or paying water bills or. Decide, for okay, example, so, we had to mm. buy phone very early on. So, yeah. these types of decisions. Yeah, so, yeah, personal growth. We learned to, maybe because I was living in at home with my parents in the Philippines. So, when I was abroad, I learned how to budget the money and do groceries on the weekend because there's no time during the weekdays. And then, even running out of tissue, for example. <laughs> this one, we have we took for granted when we were still in our home countries. And also connected with that, we be, you become, uh, in some ways, in, in an independent person. So especially yeah. comparing with your peers that did not really leave, not necessarily country, but continue, for example, living with the parents, you see that yeah. your process thought or your decision-making Will change a bit when you meet these uh, your peers again, because you have been exposed to being alone, to being far away, and to yeah uh, yeah required to make decisions that will influence mainly your life. Not yeah yeah not being like a, not living in under somebody and the consequences of their actions affecting you. But now it's your own yeah destiny. Also, I just remember now our conversations when we were still PhDs, and we do these conversations when we have coffee breaks. The do you remember when we said that a Japanese person who also went abroad versus a Japanese person who just stayed his whole life in Japan has a very different um, mindset, and maybe we did not we do not realize that, but maybe we are also like that. I mean, I want to say that we are at at, this is already um, admiring our own selves, but but I wanna say that I think we have an open mind, mainly mainly because we were so exposed with so many cultures and we met so many different type of people. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, at least in mm-hmm. comparison with uh, people back home, we for sure our way of seeing things it's a bit different, if if not yeah. a lot different. So yeah, that is exactly. one of the. Maybe yeah. consequences of studying yeah. But it's just that we cannot see that. Yes, because it's ours. If we are together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because we think alike too much, but when we see the Japanese people, we can really see the difference. Yeah. And then what are some things, if our listeners are thinking of studying abroad, what are some things that they can consider? I think, The biggest part mainly because, also I've said this many times in previous episodes, that because I studied both in my Master's and PhD in a country where English was not the first language, the biggest disadvantage for my part was mainly the language. Let's say in the academic part, for example, if there are concepts in my master's that I need to learn and it's something that is very new to me and I have so many questions and if I ask my colleagues or even my professor, of course they will they can explain that in English but I think it's very different if, for example, I studied in the Philippines and there's someone who can explain that concept to me in our native language, for example, or even in English. So. The language itself was one big disadvantage and I also say this many times to many of my friends that I think if, let's say for example, given that we studied, if I studied in Japan and Korea Plus if the environment was English, I think the knowledge that I learned could have been multiple simply because of the language barrier, especially when I was when I did my PhD because For example, many of the, because I was doing modeling, so many of the models, or at least the programs, were in Japanese. So there were no, I could not find any English equivalents to those. And I was mainly depending on my colleague and my professor to explain to me. And of course, translating these Japanese phrases to Google. So, but then the translation and the explanation is not, that exactly a hundred percent understandable, so that's why I think that if it could have been a language that was native to me or it could if it could have been English, then I think the knowledge would be multiple twice or could be doubled. That's the academic part I will talk about the personal, what you should mm-hmm. consider okay. so one of the things I think a person that is considering to study abroad should do is to. Be very mindful about the weather. It, weather, I mean, weather. Sometimes it's overlooked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But for example, for a person that uh, it's like me that came from a country in in the South Hemisphere with the sub mm-hmm. or t- tropical weather. For example, going for a country or for a, a a place that is very cold or gray or rainy can affect your. Your mood, your 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 well-being in terms of like mental health. Do you? Do, do, does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So I just I was even talking with a friend the, the the other day, and when I was first coming to Japan, I had the opportunity to choose between two universities: one in Kansai where I finally went, and then one in the north in Hokkaido. And the program was very attractive. The professor was very kind. But then mm. when I had to measure, like, Hokkaido is a very cold place. It can get very mm-hmm. cold. And then yeah. I had to factor in the 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 weather and the, the coldness of it. If I could endure that, if it would affect me in the long term. So I based my decision also on the weather conditions of, of the place. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, right i totally understand yeah and uh, yeah. also I, I heard from other people uh, that when they are going for example i had a a a, colleague, a friend's husband they, were, they went to the to the netherlands i think and it was always raining and uh, mm-hmm. and cold and gray and then the person just got more and more and more depressed because i think also sun exposure it's very important especially if if you are coming from a place that you you had a lot of sun so suddenly mm-hmm. you are in a place that only has um sun uh, hours like 3 4 months per year and it's a mm-hmm. very drastic thing to to do for your body so you have to be mindful about these sometimes yeah, yeah, overlooked yeah. aspects of weather yeah, <laughs> it's kind of related to what you said about the weather but it's mostly on the cultural thing and like it's very important for you to do your research how is the culture, culture of the country that you're going to for example because um, maybe I, in my case I got lucky because I studied in Asia and the culture is not as different being an Asian as well but still there are differences in the culture so for example in in korea um there were so many cultures that was kind of a shock to me for example um although i did not regret that event but for example in south korea if you are offered by a senior it doesn't matter if he's a colleague or a professor if you're offered alcohol you could not say no to to that offer so that's the these cultural differences but I don't regret drinking at all <laughs> in fact in fact I enjoy drinking until the, to this day so but the the these cultural differences and also for example going when I um moved to Japan being from a country that is relatively warm people and as well as korea they are also they are also relatively warm people um and then living in japan which are they are relatively not as warm as other asian countries that or maybe at least not as warm as the ASEAN countries for example so it's a difficulty to understand the people themselves and the people in the lab for example like it's difficult to gauge are they okay or are they not okay with your presence or are we friends, are we not friends, something like that. Leticia, we had a friend and she was in total shock about the environment in, the, uh, in Japan and the lab environment that it totally took a toll on her mental health. Yeah, I remember that clearly. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, with some country, not only Japan, you can have an idea
1: situation.
0: So you dream about it, but you have to Mm. complement your dream you and your understandings with as much examples as you can. And then I think Mm. in another episode we will talk about, for example, the power of social media. So Mm. before it was difficult to get to gather information about where are you going before you go. But now Mm. you can just click Life in Japan or life in Korea, yeah. life in China or life in your specific city, and you can see right. examples and testimony of people yeah. talking about that. So I think it's a good, um, it's a good thing to do, and it's connected to what I wanted to say again did, uh, what to take in account, and also, uh, and it can be a disadvantage, uh, academic in academic realm, um to do exactly, to do your homework. So understand not mm. only the culture, but the work culture, the research culture, the academic culture of the country that you are choosing, if it fits you, uh, if, mm. if it uh, goes uh, with your own um, level of energy or level of uh, care about uh, doing your studies, because you can get uh, very, frustrated with how things go for example you think that oh this is highly highly professional and then because there are cases of people who think that okay this is very very professional but then get frustrated because oh this is too laid back why are they not more that's right yes that's there is right. also this kind of uh, contrast between expectations yeah. and what really happens so it's yeah. good for you to have a good understanding and make use of the more things that you can, especially now with social media, about what is yeah. going on in the lab or yeah. in the place that you're going. Hmm. N- now that you mentioned that, maybe this is, this is a really a real disadvantage of going abroad. Um, for example, what you mentioned about life in Japan, life in another country, we can easily research via social media or via Google or the internet. But when we join masters or phd or even both we become part of a lab so that membership in that specific lab sometimes could literally make or break you but then it's very difficult for you to know if this lab is good is is okay you can survive in this lab culture because even within the same university dif- each lab have different culture working culture exactly so yeah it's very difficult to know and i think both of us we are lucky because we were members of a lab that is pretty much accepting and understanding to not just foreign students but to everyone and we were guided by very um, supportive professors but yeah so it's difficult to know which lab is good or not and Unless you know someone who already previously joined in that lab, that's uh-huh. the only way. That, yeah, that's very true, and that's why, as much as you can, you have to do a lot of background research before you decide to yeah. do, to do that. But Leticia, what can you say? What if the person has no connections at all to that university or to the lab? So, what is like? Is do you have any tip? I don't have any tip. Uh, I think you have to, but at the same time you are young but at least you have to have a, uh, a clear understanding of what do you want what is your main goal because mm-hmm. there will be times that not even academic that life will just be difficult so you cannot run from it so maybe yeah. understanding until when or what is your threshold threshold i see yeah. because yeah, we yeah, also yeah. we have the case of the lady from south america that left because yeah. she could not adapt to her lab culture, and from uh, her recounts, the lab culture was not so good. But at the same yeah. time, she had colleagues, international colleagues, that were living in the same environment but stayed. Yeah. So it yeah. it will uh, be different from person to person. So as long as you understand that there is a fifty percent chance that you will have ideal situation like us, be lucky, or the you can have a situation that is less ideal, and you have mm-hmm. to decide what are you willing to um, to deal with, and yeah. yes, and uh, yeah, what is your objective, your resiliency level, yeah, yeah, and your motivation. Because another mm-hmm. thing to consider is why are you doing, why are you going for graduate school, and why abroad? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's and on the long run, doing a postgraduate level in, in your country is more valuable than going abroad in some cases, in some fields. For example, it's, right, it's yeah. very
1: um,
0: localized or a theme that is very um, uh, specific to your context. Maybe sometimes um, it's best to pursue graduate school in your country, but you can mix with other uh, experiences for example through conferences or through collaborations you can go abroad okay. but yeah. not necessarily throughout the, the whole program or the do what's the non- sandwich programs 2 years in this country 2 years in another country yeah and just this is last thing that i want to add there just because you mentioned about maybe our listeners will give will have the impression that because we were coming from a laid-back can- country and then we went to China, Japan, Korea that are relatively fast-paced country, work, work, work is quite important. But I, w- I want our listeners to realize that those there's also the opposite experience to that. My boyfriend, for example, um, because we met in Japan, so he was exposed to this, uh, let's say, workaholic environment. When he decided decided to go to New Zealand and take graduate school as well, and everything there was so laid back, just like you mentioned, it was a bit of a culture shock for him as well so um at first, his impression was like everything here is like slow, and he could have learned more if everything is a bit fast paced yeah so the my my point is there's it could be polar opposite of both worlds for example yeah it really depends so actually my main point of sharing both my academic and now a little bit of my personal life the point of going abroad studying abroad you could be totally subjected into an environment that is totally adaptable to you or totally difficult for your situation but the amount of resiliency that That you can take will matter and as well as how adapted how adaptive you are to the situation and your fighting spirit it's a very big important thing that you should ask yourself for example because I think you and I Laetitia I think we consider ourselves as strong women who who endure a lot so our threshold of suffering and pain is quite high because Living abroad at the same time studying abroad is really a very tough decision. So I think if you are considering abroad, you should toughen up yourself. Adding to that, I think also that um, regardless, of course you have to be strong, but you have to also understand that it doesn't matter the, the final decision that you make, you will have a personal and academic role at the end because you experience something new or even if you decided at the end not to go it means that you now understand what you are able to do or what you are willing to do for your future professional being it academic or not my point is that there are many many advantages and many um rewards that you can gain for making this decision to go abroad and it will not come without difficulties but the Mm -hmm. rewarding aspects can exceed far more the difficulties that you encounter in the middle. That's right. So it's a good thing to consider studying abroad, but also understanding that it's not an easy path, but the rewardings are very much um, worth it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Worth it. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you again on the next episode of Endless Possibilities.